It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Hey guys, it's me. It is Thursday. I am uh, getting text messages at the beginning of the show. Not a good sign. Not a good sign, but anyway, we've got a ton of stuff that we need to get to as the uh, as the show progresses. Today on the show, actually, we have a special guest. He is a, a guy who took a school board to the woodshed, and for the first time, he was not cut off. He was not cut off. Um, and it's because he brought constitutional law with him, and he owned it. His name is Simon Campbell. He's going to join us here very shortly, and uh, you are absolutely going to dig it. You are absolutely going to dig it. So we're going to get to that. Going to get into the fact that America's uh, biggest generals, highest up generals are woke jokes. And we're going to share some testimony yesterday on Capitol Hill. Also, yesterday, Joe Biden decided to go after uh, guns uh, because of crime in uh, big Democrat cities. Well, unfortunately, he's going at it the wrong way. He's going after law-abiding citizens, of course, and he's going after uh, assault rifles and his, uh, his idiot attorney general. Oh, I shouldn't say idiot. I'm not supposed to say idiot. His uh, not terribly bright attorney general uh, is all in and all done with it. So all of that is, uh, is coming up as the show progresses. If you didn't get a chance to see the president yesterday, it was terrible. All right? He was even in worse shape than we've seen him before. And uh, it was actually pathetic. And even the mainstream media began to to get it. In fact, in the editorial on the New York Post says, President Biden's topic is one of the uh, utmost importance Wednesday, crime and gun violence, but you wouldn't know it from the way he spoke. He slurred his words. He called the ATF the AFT. At one point, he talked about the history of the Second Amendment and the blood of patriots before concluding that someone would need nuclear weapons to take down the government. If you weren't confused, you were horrified. Biden was obviously tired, speaking in barely monotone. He can't pronounce the word cognitive. It's bad enough that you're cognitively impaired, but when you can't pronounce the word cognitive, that's even worse. I would say that's much worse. So without further ado, let's get to the president yesterday spouting nonsense and being barely coherent. I don't see how this man can remain the president much longer. I'm just saying. Well, here he's basically completely misunderstanding the Second Amendment and then saying, don't try to uh, do what the Second Amendment was there for, which is to keep the government in line and overthrow it if it becomes so corrupt and dangerous. Uh, he he's, Just listen. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. Okay. Here's a little more. The Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun. It did not. It said, nothing, could it said nothing about who could own a gun in the Second Amendment. Just read it. It only takes about 10 seconds. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the, the blood. Oh, here he is. He's trying to uh, quote now, and he always screws it up. Patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Wow, this is bad, guys. Well, the tree of liberty is not water in the blood of patriots. Oh, there he goes. Okay. What's happened is <laughs> that there never been, if you wanted to think you need to. All men and women are created equal and, you know, the thing. Have weapons to take on the government. You need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. So uh, basically he's saying that, and, and by the way, the, the Second Amendment says something about a well-armed militia. 
And, and the reason being is, and if you read the Declaration of Independence, there are times that man needs to uh, basically, uh, they've had enough, they can't take anymore, and it's time to you know change things. And when the government becomes so out of control, like it is now, I'm not saying it needs to be taken over um, uh, uh, in an armed incursion. I do not believe that. Uh, we'll do it at the ballot box. But that's what the Second Amendment is, is there for. If the government becomes overbearing, overreaching, and dangerous to its people, you reserve the right to uh, say no. No. And an unarmed populace is, uh, they're sheep. They're pretty much sheep. Like we were all last year. Here's a little bit more with uh, Joe Biden. Instead of going after, and by the way, about 94% of the crimes, murders, shootings in this country take place from handguns. And they are purchased illegally, not at uh, gun dealers, reputable gun dealers, because they gun dealers are very well regulated. And they know that if they screw up in any way, shape, or form, they will lose their license. But of course, he's going after, he, he the marching band is going one way, and Joe Biden's got a shabone, and he is going the other. They don't work in cities that have tough laws. Don't believe it. Here's the truth. And we will seek your license to sell guns. We'll make sure you can't sell death and mayhem on our streets. It's an outrage. It has to end, and we'll end it. It's not happening in America's gun stores or gun shows. Period. Second, we discussed disrupting illegal gun trafficking. Now the gun lobby wants you to believe that this guy can barely talk. These that are the toughest gun had the toughest gun laws still have the highest rates of gun violence, as was pointed out. Uh, that's absolutely one hundred percent true. It is completely false that he would say such a thing. Cities that have the toughest gun laws have the highest crime. I give you Chicago as the number one example, and New York is number two. By the group we had today in our roundtable. The, the violence is so they argue, why do you need those gun laws if they don't work? Wow, there's just nothing there. The light is on and nobody is home. Here is his attorney general, Merrick Garland, who was rejected for the Supreme Court, thank God, but somehow ended up with an AG job. We are seeking funding to increase ATF's dealer inspection capacity and improve its effect. They're going after dealer inspection instead of gangs. Yes. ATF has very limited inspection resources. Oh. The president's fiscal 2022 budget requests resources to add inspection positions in every field. You know what's going to happen to uh, the crime rate in this country? Absolutely nothing. The effectiveness of the enforcement program depends on the ability to identify and focus on those dealers that pose the greatest risk to public safety. Wow. Uh, honestly, it's just it's just gibberish. It is just gibberish. You know what's causing it, guys. You know what's causing it. Municipalities where the police have been defunded, where where the mayors of those cities have said that the police are bad, that they are white supremacists, where police officers' cars are being attacked by people, where police officers are being shot. Give me a break. It's right there. It's like the border. You know what causes the uh, the giant overflow of the border with uh, with illegals? Policy. It's that simple. It's not root causes in Central America. It is Joe Biden's policy. Dear Lord in heaven. Here's a report from MSNBC stating the obvious, oddly enough, that uh, the reason why crime is going through the ceiling is because of attacks on police. Oh, we are continuing our series, The Future of the Force, this morning. It's all about the state of modern policing in America. After last year's summer of unrest, more and more police officers are leaving the job. Many say morale has plummeted. Huh. NBC's Gabe Gutierrez reports from huh. Portland, where more than 100 officers have called it quit since last July. Why? Night after night after night. 
The clashes in Portland were relentless, and many police officers... This was caused by gun dealers that aren't doing their selling right. ...officers felt targeted. Morale, I think, is at an all-time low now. The precinct where Officer Krota Runsuck worked... Well, he's walking in front of a precinct that's boarded up. ...is still boarded up more than a year after George Floyd's murder. We're being held responsible for the actions of an officer that's across the country. And your mayor is allowing it to happen. And I don't think that's fair. Since last July, at least 115 Portland officers have left the force, either by resigning... And oddly enough, crime has really gone up. ...or retiring. There are now barely 800 left. Just last week, members of the city's rapid response team resigned from that unit after one officer... Are you starting to get it? Are you just beginning to get it? Well, they aren't getting it on Capitol Hill. Did you see the uh, the two generals yesterday? Did you see the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark A. Milley, talking about how he reads uh, mousy tongue? I'm not sure if he said Mein Kampf. And basically said that uh, they are teaching critical race theory. Oh, he also reads Marx, by the way. He also reads Marx. But uh, they are teaching critical race theory in the military right now. Now, the problem is his um, defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, says, no, it's not actually happening. So there was a little confusion there. Here is uh, General Milley talking about the biggest threat, uh, which is uh, white supremacy. Uh, let me see, white rage, among other things. It's, uh, it's absolute nonsense. To be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. Uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand it. So Okay, honestly, white rage. Uh, first of all, white rage was not behind the June 6th protest at the Capitol. It was not an insurrection. It was unarmed. That's nonsense. Absolutely nonsense. Uh, second of all, uh, this is you want to talk about rage. Let's look at the rage that caused $2 billion worth of damage in cities like Minneapolis and Portland and Seattle last year. Now, there's some white rage. There's also a whole lot of black rage there. $2 billion worth of damage, about 30 deaths, thousands of police officers injured. That was rage. White Antifa and Black Lives Matter. So this is absolute nonsense. This man should just retire. What is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building? They were infiltrated by the FBI and other groups, including, including, by the way, Antifa. Yeah, Mark Sullivan came in from uh, from Utah. He was involved. He's a big uh, Antifa beat, Black Lives Matter protester. And try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America. What caused that? You are brainwashed and brain dead. I want to find that out. Yeah, you know what? Why don't we start investigating what really happened, and then you'll find out, sir, that you are. Your suspicions would be absolutely wrong. Here is uh, Representative Mike uh, Walls talking yesterday uh, with Grant Stinchfield about, um, about what is being taught in the military. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And I'd like to... Actually, this is just his testimony questioning in the general. Introduce into the record a letter... Uh, to myself from the superintendent of West Point, Lieutenant General Williams. This basically says that critical race theory is being taught. Uh, that was sent to me in response uh, to my letter regarding the teaching of critical race theory at West Point. Is there objection? Hearing none, so ordered. Mr. Secretary, I found that very interesting, your exchange with Mr. Gates on no teachings of critical race theory in the United States military. I want to quote to you a letter I received from the superintendent of West Point says, with regards to critical race theory, there is one course that has this theory as part of the syllabus. Uh, there are two lessons on critical race theory. Uh, there is a book on critical race theory titled Critical Race Theory and Introduction. Uh, uh, on and on and on about the teaching of critical race theory in West Point. 
Uh, I, yeah, I'd say it's pretty much being taught. And uh, the general was fibbing, was fibbing, was stretching the truth, was covering something up, uh, honestly. Here is Representative Pat Fallon talking with Grant Stinchfield about the, uh, the secretary and how he did a stand down. Uh, one of the first things that he did when Joe Biden became president was do a stand down of the military to purge extremists. Listen to this. That was what was so troubling is we asked each branch. The Marines were forthright and forthcoming with us. And the Army had given the number to Congressman Ranking Member Rogers. But the Navy and the Air Force never got back to us. We've been waiting now. Listen to how many extremists were uncovered during the stand down. For a couple of months. And we hope to get them because this is supposed to be about logic and fact and not speculation and emotion. Oh, no, this is the Biden administration, dummy. Because, Grant, this is... You're a, not a dummy, I'm dumb. ...a problem that doesn't exist uh, from the numbers that you just quoted. And... <clears throat> yeah, white supremacy is not a problem in the military. Sorry, hate to burst your bubble there, Joy Reid. It's, it's also... You can't even define it. We were asked... Congressman Vicki Hartzler asked... The Secretary of Defense today at the committee hearing, if he had a definition for what extremism is, he did not. Ah. So then at great expense, they stood down the military. He ordered a stand down for one day. So the entire military, this is active guard and reserve and also the 700,000 folks that work for the DOD, the civilians, to talk about extremism. So think about the expense. Congressman. Yeah, let's 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 talk about the expense of the one day stand down. Congressman. Yes, sir. Our entire military stands down for a day. Now, I understand they stagger the days out, as, as you mentioned, so we're not invaded by another nation. Everybody's standing down the same day. They stand down for a day. Right now, we've got a handful of people that you found. Four in the Marines, nine in the, in the Army. We don't know about the Air Force. They probably didn't give you the numbers because there are zero, is what I'm guessing. Um, what's the cost to stand down the entire United States military for a day? Well, we did some math on that today because that was the first question that came to my mind, considering that budgets are so tight now and the Democrats want a flat budget that doesn't even meet inflation, while China is increasing their military spending by 7% because they want to go with parity and then they eventually want superiority. So what we found was to stand down for that one... We need Donald Trump back in the White House and we need all these people to be fired, all of these generals, all these uh, supposed leaders, all these instructors. ...day and just expense, you know, lost... Then we move on to the FBI, the CIA, and, of course, the IRS. Activity for the active duty force alone is about probably... He said duty. ...304 million. When you add in the additional 1.1 million of Guard and Reservists and then the other 700,000 civilians, we could be talking about six, $700 million, almost a billion dollars for a problem that doesn't exist. For- okay, now, here it is. These are two instances where the Biden administration is faced with a problem and they go in the wrong direction. And they go in a solution in the wrong direction. All right. So with the military and and, uh, white supremacy, there is no problem, but they are going in the wrong direction. And if you look at uh, the gun thing with violence and gangs and people buying guns from other people, not at reputable dealers, because they wouldn't pass the uh, unless you're unless you're Hunter Biden and you lie on your application to get a gun, uh, you're not going to get a gun. But of course, they're going after law abiding citizens and the Second Amendment. Let's not forget that they're going after the Second Amendment, kids. That's what it's all about. Left wing. So the other night, the Loudoun County School Board meeting was stopped. The public comment period was ceased by the school board. That, my friends, is illegal. It is illegal, and the two people who were arrested for just staying to protest need to sue the police department and the school board and the school system. 
I'm going to explain, and actually, I'm going to let a wonderful man, uh, Simon Campbell, explain why it's illegal in just one second. But it all came to a head. And by the way, there were there was high security, state troopers, county sheriff's deputies. None of this needed at all, by the way. And a uh, former state senator, Richard Black, stepped forward to deliver an eloquent speech. And that's when the school board stopped the public comments. I'm retired Senator Dick Black of Ashburn, Virginia. You retaliated against Tanner Cross by yanking him from teaching for addressing a public hearing of this board. The judge ordered you to reinstate Mr. Cross because if his comments were not protected speech, then free speech does not exist at all. It's absurd and immoral for teachers to call boys girls and girls boys. You're making teachers lie to students, and even kids know that it's wrong. This board has a dark history of suppressing free speech. Listen. They caught you red-handed with an enemies list to punish opponents of critical race theory. They did. You're teaching children to hate others because of their skin color. Yep. And you're forcing them to lie about other kids' gender. I am disgusted by your bigotry and your depravity. Joe Mobley to be followed by Donna Russell. And he did a mic drop. You know, you know, he shouldn't be retired. That was real good. That was real good. Um, so anyway, they immediately cut off the uh, the public comment after that and declared all of the people in the room trespassers. <laughs> Can you believe this? They declared all of the of the people trespassers. Now, here's something that is heartbreaking, and this is something different because a radical sexual curricula is also being taught. I can't get into all of the stuff, but all sorts of stuff, you know, with regard to sex that mom and dad should talk to them about. And listen, I mean, kind of like almost like uh, Hunter Biden-esque kind of stuff being taught in schools. And this girl feels like she is being is something akin to sexual assault. This is a teenage girl. Imagine how traumatic it is to be confronted with all of this, I don't want to sound old-fashioned, but uh, perversity, uh, non-mainstream thinking with regard to sexuality as a teenager. Listen to her heartbreaking comments. In the past couple months, just like me, who were exposed to their sexual material by a teacher who they once trusted, I felt violated. My grades began to slip and my mental health declined. Eventually, I no longer felt safe in the halls of my own school. So she has a trusted teacher who all of a sudden starts teaching very intimate, personal, sexual things to the class. So I had to switch back to distance learning. Please hear me when I say we need change. We need to protect students like me from sexual material in school settings. We need to protect kids from sexual materials in school. Amen. I don't want another kid to go through the trauma I went through this year. And I'm honestly just disgusted that they're not here to hear me say this. If that was my daughter, I would be going to the school today. And I would just uh, go stand at the front desk or I'd camp out out front, whatever, until somebody listened to me. Honestly, absolutely ridiculous. Now, here is uh, Simon Campbell. He has gone viral with his address of the uh, school board at his school in Penbury, a Penbury school district in Pennsylvania. Here's the takedown when they attempted to. And by the way, the the legal counsel of the school board is trying to shout him down. Uh, But here is his shutdown of those would try to shut him down. Pay attention, folks. 
and the First Amendment rights of the citizens of this great nation. Let's be very, very clear who has the power. Mr. It is Campbell, not government policy. You, do not you, warn me or do not interrupt my time. That if, if you, you interrupt my time. Now, this is what they're doing in school boards around the country. They are trying to shut people down, turn off their microphones. Listen to how he smacks them down. Insults do not like that again. My or time. if you personally direct your comments, you will Let be asked very to clear. step away from I'm, the podium. I'm going to I am this is my comment, not your comment. I'm quoting to you now from the United States Supreme Court 1964 case, New York Times versus Sullivan. Listen. This is constitutional case law in this country, and I'm quoting you from the U.S. Supreme Court. The, just, the judges wrote that... This nation is founded on the, quote, profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust, and wide open, and that it may well include vehement, caustic, and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. That's constitutional case law in this nation. I don't have to be nice to you. Nobody behind me has to be nice to you. If you don't like living in the United States of America, then you can all move to Russia, Cuba, or China. This is the First Amendment. Whoa! Whoa! That, that's a game changer, guys. Do you realize how big that is? That is a game changer. Let's call Simon. I've been looking forward to this for so long. Let's get him on the phone here. Simon Campbell, ladies and gentlemen. Simon Campbell. Simon Campbell, Rob Carson. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm good, Rob. How are you? My Lord, I'm great, but uh, your life has been turned upside down this week, hasn't it? <laughs> I can't believe it. I literally can't believe it. My, my daughter goes to me the other day. She goes, Dad, you're at 1.3 million on TikTok. I was like... I was like, what's TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. You know what? You're, you're, you're like bigger than the Kardashians all of a sudden. Unbelievable. <laughs> you, know, you know what I like to... I'll tell you what, that, that meeting where you went off on the school board and you quoted uh, a Supreme Court case, it was like Nigel Farage meets the WWE. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's really trippy? They, they, just this, this morning or yesterday, late evening, the school board must be panicking. Oh. They posted... Um, an unedited version of, of that meeting because yeah. they've been cutting the, the tape from prior meetings. I know. And they put a disclaimer at the front that says something like, people speaking at public comment violated school board policy 903, the public comment policy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're just letting you know that they violated it while we post it unedited. So I feel like, like I should get a spank bottom or something. <laughs> I, I, I'm a naughty boy for... But, you know, know, for for violating the government's policy by exercising my constitutional rights. You know what they are? They they are YouTube. The school board is YouTube. The school board is Facebook. The school board is Twitter. They are acting in the exact same way. And by the way, I did print off the uh, the statement from the school board that got your hackles up uh, March 31st, 2021 from Christine Toy Dragoni uh, to the Pensbury community. And, and some of the things she said that was that uh, freedom of the speech and varying re- viewpoints are acceptable under the board policy. However, these yeah. re- recent comments have been expressing a viewpoint uh, that basically that people are using coded racist terms and dog whistles, which is nothing more than their own interpretation of what you're saying to shut you down. Yeah, but right, right. W- w- that's the interpretation is, is, is fascism. We're the dictators and we know what you mean. But more broadly than that, the first part of what she said, what you just quoted, uh, people can come to school board um, meetings 
and exercise their their uh, speech rights under their policy. Yes. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not how it works in this country. We don't exercise our speech rights under a government policy. Yeah. We exercise our speech rights under the United States Constitution. And if there's a legal dispute, the judge, the federal judge doesn't say, hey, I wonder if the citizen complied with the policy. Nope. It's, it, did the government's policy, does it comply with the Constitution? Yeah, yeah. I, and, what, I, and, what, and then what, the, uh, what these, I call them the radical left, believe, they believe that all power is inherent in the government. Therefore, if they have a policy, they can wield it, interpret it however they see fit. Mm-hmm. For the first line in this thing, it was the comments that become personally directed, abusive, obscene, or irrelevant. Irrelevant, there you go. It's what they deem irrelevant will be ended immediately. Uh, some of these comments contain microaggressions as well as explicitly racist ideas that connected the black community to several commonly held stereotypical beliefs that are harmful. Gobbledygook. This is gobbledygook. This is whatever they find offensive and whatever they want to shut down. Well, it's worse than just gobbledygook. It. The citizen that they're referring to was a guy that spoke at um, the March meeting. Yeah. And, and I've got an unedited, unedited version of his comments. Unlike me, who's a little bit of a loudmouth, th- this guy was really softly spoken. Mm-hmm. He spoke a public comment in, on a public policy issue, in this particular case, critical race theory, the curriculum. And he's expressing his viewpoint that, that actually he feels that the teachings of Martin Luther King mean X. Well, as you see, the director of... Uh, equity, um, diversity, whatever her bollocks job title is. Yes. The, you know, she's like, no, 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 I am the only one that shall decide what Martin Luther King meant, and you are a racist. So it goes more sinister than just them talking nonsense. They're literally labeling the government, this is. Ordinary citizens, they're basically sending the message, don't you dare come before us with an alternative viewpoint. If you come before us with an alternative viewpoint, we're going to label you a racist. We're going to say you're a racist dog whistler. We're going to issue a public statement yeah. from the school board president. Now, what do you think that does to other members of the community? Mm-hmm. I met a mom who, at the last meeting in the hallway, she said she wanted to speak at the meeting in um, May. But after witnessing the thuggery of the school solicitor shouting and yelling at people, she was too intimidated to speak. Wow. And I'm like, I, and this was about 10 minutes before I went in and unloaded on him. I, I'm just like... You can't, we can't have a society in which ordinary everyday citizens are being thugged up and intimidated for simply exercising a viewpoint that the government doesn't like. So did you see what happened in Loudoun County the night before last? When they shut down, they shut down public comment when a retired ex-senator, when a retired senator took the stage in in a brilliant speech and they shut down public comment and arrested two people who were there peacefully just trying to speak. That to me yeah. is I, I don't, what what the heck, what what are we going to yeah. do here? Are we yeah. making headway here? Because I think we are, but obviously they oh, yeah. they're putting up their guard and they're they're girding for a fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no doubt that, 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 that if this keeps going on, there's going to be lawsuits against these school boards and these school districts. There's not a doubt in my mind, particularly like at Pensbury. It's illegal in this country to discriminate based on viewpoint. The government cannot say we don't like. We will refuse to hear you speak because we don't like what you have to say. That's illegal. Whether we're talking liberal judges, conservative judges, federal judges, pretty, pretty good by and large when it comes to the very, very basics of free speech. And that's what's been going on in Pensby and Loudoun. Yeah, you can't arrest people for peacefully um, 
exercising their free speech rights. And I think the great thing about today's modern world is, you know, in Pennsylvania, around the nation, um, we have Sunshine Act laws yeah. uh, that allow you to, to record um, what's going on at a public government meeting. So, <laughs> you know, the, these vampires get away with this stuff in, in, in uh, yes. darkness. Yes. If citizens show up and, and they're pointing a camera at the government, and then you see, like, the tape, like, whether it's loud down or whether it's me being a loud mouth. <laughs> People are like, whoa, 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 whoa. It goes beyond being liberal, conservative, whatever. It goes to, like, hold on a minute. The government can't be doing that. Well, you know, it's funny. Not in this country. On my show on Newsmax this weekend, it's called Rob Carson's What in the World. I used your speech, and I used the analogy that uh, liberals react to the Constitution like vampires do to crucifixes and garlic. Because when you took on that man that you you called Benito Mussolini, and he tried to shut you down, and you started reciting the the Supreme Court case, and he shut the hell up, didn't he? Oh, well, well I, it, that was the school solicitor. Yeah. And that, well, that was the other problem that we had at Pensby. The school solicitor, just, the, the local one at Pensby, and I don't care, he's as far as, he's been the one doing the government's thug work. The school board president, she's the one I call Mussolini. Oh. He's the one shouting and he, he's the one shouting yelling. So how bad is this? When the government, the school district, hires a lawyer to provide them with legal advice, not yes. to run the meetings, not yep. to enforce policies that are stupid. And he's the one, the solicitor, that's been yelling and screaming at people. Wow. So when I quoted <laughs> the law back to him, you know, he's a licensed attorney, right? He probably was like, ooh, ooh, I have to actually pay attention because what Mr. Campbell's saying is actually the law, and I'm a lawyer, and I can't just ignore I'm it. I'm going to tell you, that well, was basically that was, that was the moment. I mean, that was a, a historical moment, what you did there, brother. That was a big deal. That was when... They couldn't turn off the microphone. That was when you made your point. You made a powerful point that people can take to these meetings around the country now. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and I probably have to do some more stuff on YouTube because, to me, evening, information to is power. I, I, I've, I mean, none of us need to go to law school to know the basics of constitutional law. Like that case that I cited against that lawyer, New York Times versus Sullivan. Yes. It's a famous, famous case, right? It, it goes back to the 1960s. And it, and it is exactly how I read it out loud. I knew that going in. So I, I knew when I was that they were going to probably try and intimidate me. Yeah. I knew that they were going to probably try and shut me up with their policy. Because they have a policy that you have to be nice. You can't insult the school board president. You can't call him Mussolini. <laughs> but I, I, knew, I had in my pocket, if you will, men, and I, actually you can see me. I'm reading it on the phone. I just had it on my phone ready. Yes. I was ready for them. Yeah. Like, you want to give me your government policy? I'm going to give you something far more powerful. And yeah, you're right. They shut up. Wow. That was, I mean, honestly, that was a bellwether moment. The other night in Loudoun County, that didn't happen. They shut the the people down. But I'm going to tell you, I was talking to, have you heard of Azra Nomani? She's involved in Fairfax County Schools. She's very aware of you and, and this movement. And it's fun because we have these heroes popping up uh, week by week. Um, when you did that speech, yeah. when did it hit you that it had gone viral? When did it hit you that, oh, my God, what what have I done? This is a really wonderful thing. <laughs> well, like I said, I'm only on, like, YouTube and Facebook. And my prior YouTube videos are, like, a big one would get, like, a 1,000 views. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so <laughs> it, it starts creeping up to, like, 2,000. I'm like, oh, wow, that's my biggest one ever, right? Yeah. And then my daughter, she's, eight, she's 18, she's like... 
And I'm, and I'm saying, ah, it'll all just, you know, these things come and go, right? It'll, it'll roll over. On Father's Day, we go out for dinner with my daughter. Like I said, she's, she's 18. And before we went in, and it was at 4,900 on YouTube. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, that's wow. I was like, wow, that's unbelievable. We, by the time we left, it was at like 5,100. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then she goes, and then I guess some talk radio. And then, then, then some talk radio folks must have taken like they cut it down into like two or three minutes so then now there were like baby versions of it different to the one i posted yeah and they were going viral oh yeah and then my daughter's like you're on tiktok dad and, and, and then she goes like the one million thing and i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i just can't, can't, can't believe it man that is just that is just incredible i uh, are you planning let me ask you this um uh are you planning on speaking in another school board meeting well, I'm getting invites to do all kinds of stuff. I can't even keep up with my phone and my inbox right now. So, oh. now I've, got, I've got, I'm speaking tonight. The Moms for Liberty in Montgomery County want me to come and help teach them how to do activism. You know, sweet. So I'm happy. I'm happy to do that where wow. I can. You know, because to me, I operate on two pillars. One is is public transparency, and in Pennsylvania, most states have an open records law. Yeah. You know, where you have the right, because that's how we uncovered all this. This what I call corruption. We got those emails yeah. from, from Gibson, the director of whatever a bollocks title is, equity and whatever, <laughs> from the right to know law, yeah. right? So, yeah. so you start with the premise of, I'm going to make you show me your emails, government, and we're going to find out what you're saying and doing. So to me, transparency is one, one side of the coin of activism, and the other side, of course, is the First Amendment. The uh, two things combined, uh, uh, they've got, the, the far left have got nowhere to go. Because yeah. all you have to do is say you, you shine the, you shine a torch on them and say, look at what they're doing. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it, this this thing went viral because of really because of what I did. It was more like, oh my god, have you seen what the government's doing? Yes, yes. In this school board, and and that and that you yeah. and that you shut them down. That's the most important thing, because that was a that was a line that hadn't been crossed because the government has been, has been cutting off microphones. The government, as we saw the other night, had been arresting people for peacefully talking. I mean, suddenly when the school board shut down in Loudoun County, public comment, everybody in the room became trespassers. Did you see that? Everybody. Yeah. There, how, yeah. how in the hell does that happen? How does it happen that you go into a meeting as a citizen and the school board suddenly says you are illegally trespassing? That is absolutely unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I would do in that situation, because oh. this is how I do it, this is yes. how I operate. I, I like to read case law because I'm a geek. I would go onto Google Scholar and I would find a U.S. Supreme Court decision that talks that specifically talks about the issue of arresting people or silencing people through physical intimidation of police officers or sheriff's duties and how the government lost. Because then if you, like, you can literally put these cases or a summary of them, like clips and quotes for them, on your notes in your phone. So if you're in a situation like that where that guy's arrested, imagine he says, excuse me, under, you know, whatever, cite the case law, you are not allowed to put these handcuffs on me. All of a sudden, the sheriff's deputy would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa he, he just cited a case. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what got the school solicitor at Pensby to back off. I wasn't just bitching. I was like, I'm quoting to you. There's no higher authority in this country than U.S. Supreme Court. And, and I think ordinary citizens, if you find out, you know, everyone knows generically we have First Amendment rights. Yes, but that's fine. But if you just go dig up a few cases on, on Google Scholar, put them in the notes on your phone, read them. You're then ready and armed at any given moment to exercise your rights. I love it. I and when love you it. Quote, and when you, when you quote them to the government, whether you quote them in the face of a sheriff's deputy 
if he wants to put handcuffs on you or on the face of the school. So they're sort of talking about a stupid policy that you have to be nice. They're going to know where to go. Yeah. I like, love it. Ooh. I love it. You know. Well, listen, I've got to run. I really appreciate your time today, man. And Simon, I would love to have you on the show again. You are welcome anytime. And uh, what you've done is amazing. I, I just think great things are going to happen for you as a public speaker. And would you consider just one quick, like 30 seconds, would you consider running for public office? Would that be your next step? <laughs> I don't know. I did one term already. My brain cells fried being on the inside. Well, I'd have to think about that, you know. All right, People my like me and government tend to not do too well. Well, thanks for talking to me today. Have a, uh, have a great weekend. I'll send you a, the link for the show. And God bless you, brother. Great job. I'm really happy for you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Simon Campbell, by the way, just look up Simon Campbell School Board on YouTube and watch the whole speech. It's only about four and a half minutes, but it's magnificent. Well, by the way, if you want to, if you would subscribe today to Apple Podcasts, the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson, we are on about 50 digital platforms. You probably know all of them. And if you want to find the whole list, it's NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. But if you'd like to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Uh, do that and, and get the app on your phone. And if you would write a um, write a uh, a five star review, that'd be huge. Here's the Loudoun County School Board the other night after they tried to shut it down and did shut it down. This is these are the people singing the national anthem. That was something that the police and the school board could not stop them from doing. I would have played the whole thing, uh, so I didn't. Uh, here's an insane teacher, by the way, on uh, uh, complaining that they're taking a critical race theory from her curricula, but she's going to go ahead and teach it anyway. Today is the first time our country has recognized Juneteenth as a national holiday, and yet I'm getting ready to she's go. She's a typical lib. Her eyes are real close together. She talks with clenched teeth. Back to school in the fall. <laughs> And my governor has put into place ridiculous legislation that many governors across the country have put into place. I can't bring my kids anymore. Such as I can't teach anything divisive. I can't teach critical race theory. How about you just teach reading, writing, and arithmetic or find something else to do? And I can't teach about racial equity. This is it all. Actually, no, so you don't need to because the kids already know it. Public schools, colleges, and universities. <laughs> so, teachers, in the past, we've been activists. After this shit show of last year, we really need to stand up and do what's right for our kids right now. So, this is a call to action. Yeah, do it, and uh, we will make sure you're fired. Teachers, we got to stand up and fight for our kids because this is bullshit. Yeah, it's not in part in the, uh, the, the, you know, the words there. <clears throat> but uh, do that and get fired. Uh, you have no business teaching it. They are not your kids. They are not your kids. They're our kids. Don't ever forget that. 
Okay, let's move on to some fun stuff here. Greg Kelly actually um, talked a little bit about Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is going to the border next week because Donald Trump said he's going to the border. So she wanted to uh, cut him off at the pass. Make no bones about that. The reason why she is going to the border is because Donald Trump is going to the border. And by the way, she's going to El Paso where there is no real crisis there. There's no real big numbers there. And she's going there because the photo ops will be better and it won't be like kids in cages and all that stuff, which they're causing or, or people dying in the river and drowning and, you know, getting sex trafficked and all that stuff. She's, she's just going to go to El Paso, you know, and they do a quick run through here. Here is uh, Greg Kelly talking about Kamala Harris uh, and her visit to the border suddenly. I give to you the most foolish vice president in the history of vice presidents, her, Kamala Harris. It is actually kind of hilarious and also kind of sad for all of us that she is finally going to the border about four months or so after Joe Biden made her in charge of Unreal. all things immigration and border security. Madam Vice President, thank you. I gave you a tough job and you're smiling, but there's no one better capable of trying to organize this. Now, she's been in charge almost four months and nothing good has happened. It's only gotten worse. What usually happens to people when they can't do their jobs? Yeah. Well, thank you, Mr. President, and for having the confidence in me. All right. So now we hear today she's going <laughs> to the border. Politico first reported that, yes, yeah, she's going to the border probably this week. You want to know why she's really going? It's not for the good of the country. Yep. It's to beat Donald Trump to the punch. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump put this out last week, that he was going to visit Greg Abbott at the decimated southern border on Wednesday, June 30th. Well, that is next Wednesday, and they can't have the former president doing the job that the president should be doing, so Kamala Harris is going. Absolutely. That's what it's all about, kids. That's what it's all about. Left wing. Here is Greg Kelly talking with, uh, oh, this is really, this guy is good. So there are some very good Trump impersonators out there. This guy is really good. His name is Sean Farish, and he is going to be a guest on this show, hopefully a regular guest on this show. I'd like you to meet Sean Farish. He is the founder of the Long Island Loud Majority. It is a guy? local GOP organizing group. Uh, he's a graduate of Hofstra University back in 2013. Hofstra. He's been politically active, and we're going to play some clips in a moment. But first, Sean Welcome to Newsmax, and that is one hell of an impression. Excuse me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Greg, for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> it's kind of been funny the last few days. It stuff just kind of took off, and uh, you know, I just like sharing it with everyone and making people laugh. That's really what I love to do about it. So, uh, uh, thanks for having me on. It's coming. Right, you bet. So we're going to play it now, and quite, I want to just tell everybody at the top: this is your voice. It looks like you're lip-syncing President Trump, but you're not. This is you. So creative, so interesting. It's a TikTok video. Um, you know, everybody knows GPS and turn here, turn here. Well, look at uh, Sean Farish's version of it or Donald Trump's. In a quarter mile, you're going to make a left, okay? We're talking about a left onto Sortel Boulevard, a wonderful street. I built it with my own two hands, a beautiful street. I know a lot about it. Nobody knows Sortel like I know Sortel. You're going to make a left and... 
If you reach birdie, say a deuce, you've gone too far left, okay? If you reach birdie, you've gone too far. <laughs> In three big, beautiful quarters of a mile, we're going to make a U-turn, okay? We're going to make a U-turn, turn around, or as Jed Saki likes to say, we're going to circle back, okay? We're going to make the U-turn, the greatest U-turn the world has ever seen at Corpus Christi Drive, oh. and we're going to turn it around faster than the world has ever seen. We're rerouting, or as I like to call it, lost, okay? We've got no clue where we are. We are more lost than a liberal after reading the Constitution. We're more lost than Sleepy Joe after leaving his basement. But we're going to get there soon. Believe. Okay, that is Sean Farish. I mean, come on, guys. I've been writing political satire since 1990 for Rush Limbaugh. That is just good writing. That is just really funny stuff, man. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to try. I've already reached out to him. We're trying to get him on as a regular guest. He would be absolutely incredible. I think I'm going to wrap things up with Governor Ron DeSantis today. Because he is, he's making his state a destination for those who want to live freely. Want to live freely. And he's calling out, he's banned critical race theory. He got rid of all the mass mandates and the nonsense. He's not allowing vaccine passports. And now he is saying that the evils of communism will be taught in school and not celebrated like it is right now. Curriculum can really provide a guide to how that should be done. Uh, the bill also expands our previous efforts in civics to add a requirement for the high school government class that um, students receive instruction on the evils of communism and totalitarian ideologies. Uh, we have uh, a number of people in, in Florida, particularly southern Florida, who've escaped uh, totalitarian regimes who've escaped communist like California dictatorships um, to be able to come New York to America. Uh, we want all students to understand the difference. Why would somebody flee uh, across shark infested waters, say leaving from Cuba to, to come to a uh, country that is uh, institutionally racist? Come to southern Florida. Uh, why would somebody leave a place like Vietnam? Why would people leave these countries uh, and risk their life to be able to come here? Duh. It's important that students understand that. Now, as part of this bill, Florida will create a portraits and patriotism library so students can learn about real patriots who came to this country after seeing the horrors of these communist regimes. We actually have uh, folks here today. Uh, you'll hear from uh, her in a minute, Anna uh, Abauza. She came to the United States when she was a teenager fleeing from Nicaragua when the Sandinistas brought socialism to that country. She graduated from the University of Florida. All right, so there you go. He's doing something about it in the state of Florida, and it's glorious. Oh, and just one bit of good news before I go. Governor Gavin Newsom will officially face a recall election this year. Yeah, it's happened. It has happened, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it was uh, expected after 1.7 signatures had been gathered, uh, surpassing the 1.5 needed. Oh, by the way. The announcement comes after the 30-day period allowing voters to withdraw their signatures. You want to guess how many people <laughs> withdrew their signatures out of 1.7 million? 43 people. <laughs> Probably his relatives. Uh, he says it is what it is. This is a Republican recall. No, it's not, sir. You have failed, and Democrats are asking for your recall as well. He said a Republican recall of white supremacists, anti-Semites, and people who are opposed to immigration is an accurate assessment of who's behind this recall. Sir, you are a blatant liar, a terrible politician, and you just go go back to the private sector. You did a face plant, sir. You will always be known in California as a gigantic, epic failure. There you go. There you go. 
All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. Greatly appreciated. It is uh, just blowing up. It's becoming one of the biggest. It is already one of the biggest uh, news and uh, politics podcasts in America. It is different than the others because the other ones like to opine. I like to entertain, maybe even do some comedy. All right, entertain, inform, motivate you to do good and create something that is uniquely entertaining. You're not going to find it anywhere else. Apple Podcasts, if you would. Apple Podcasts, if you would. Make sure to watch my TV show, which is called the new uh, Rob Carson's What in the World. It airs uh, twice on weekends on Newsmax, 9 o'clock on Saturday night, Eastern Sunday at 2. This weekend show is epic. Oh, it's epic. All right? Guys, uh, God bless you. God bless our police. God bless our military. Remember Ashley Babbitt. And again... Don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.